Blog Talk Radio. <clears throat> Kaylin Patterson, Midwest Muscle P4P Real Talk in the house. And this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug free sponsorship foundation in all of the world. And in you, if you are a drug free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive your goals like a Mack truck through ice cream, check us out. At p4pmuscle.com, and now let's chit chat with Amanda. Desiree will be joining us shortly, but we have our guest on here, and yes, yes, it is that Dr. Pete, and he's got the information that we have been talking about at the gym, talking about with the people in the Illinois area, and also the people that are following on the Midwest Muscle pages and the P4P Real Talk pages, and one thing before we start this show, is that, guys, I don't understand how the information was passed along and you didn't connect it with the idea that the information was passed along correctly. I am at a loss with that, so hopefully Dr. Pete can explain this better. Dr. Pete, please introduce yourself and let's get this show going. Absolutely. Hi, Kalen. How are you? I'm Dr. Peter Chahansky, and I uh, uh, always love talking to you guys. It's been a, It's been a, you know... It was a good show last time with blue light, and we're going to talk about red light today. And, uh, you know, I, I know that the time is always short. It seems like we have a long time, but, you know, it, it ends up being uh, pretty short. So, uh, yeah, let's get rolling. Uh, um, Kaylin, go ahead and, um, and, and start. What, what did you uh, want to start with? Well, I, it, it's the red light, and, but it was something that you had shared on the previous show, and we had a lot of people that had listened <clears throat> And when I explained that, they, you know, we had the, the stuff we could do on our iPhones to uh, take that light out of us when we're getting ready for bed, and yeah. it seemed like they understood what I was saying about the phone, but they didn't connect it with the better sleep pattern that was a result of it. So maybe you can Got start it. there, and then we can start this rundown because I made the connection instantly, but I, I and I know there's nothing special about my brain. So what what <laughs> did I miss in translation that you were sharing that kept them from really making that direct connection of lighting and sleeping? Where did I miss? Well, I I don't think you missed anything. I think really what it was was we were talking about the phone and how to take blue light out. So in the absence mm-hmm. of blue light, then you are able to sleep better and tone down, cortisol levels diminish. And red light is the antidote for blue light. So when they're in equal balance, you cancel some of the blue light out. So I okay. think maybe the, 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 the translation was, yeah, I'm getting rid of my blue light, but what does red have to do with it? And red okay. is the, the antidote. So when you use red light at night, you're literally able to see, but your eyes aren't seeing blue light, which would tell your brain that it's a different time of the day. So red light's kind of that, um, that light that allows you to be without blue and still function and see and be able to, um, to do things. And if you have blue light blockers on also, you will notice that you get sleepy and tired faster because the blue light would keep you awake where the red light will not do that. And it will help you to get into your anabolic parasympathetic sleep, you know, recovery repair cycle. So 
So the red light mm-hmm. is the antidote for the blue. So anytime the sun goes down and there's no blue light in your world that's natural, you don't want junk blue light, so you want to turn to the red to be able to at least finish your, your nighttime portion, and that will prepare you to sleep and uh, allow you to sleep better because blue is absent. Okay. Now, okay, okay. Now, I, I understand exactly what you said, and, and I, I, I get it because my sleep has been better, but there's also been something I noticed. And I posted a mm-hmm. picture today, and uh, it was well-received, but I was like, guys, it's all because of the better sleep. You know, I, I think, ha- have we become so devalued on good health that we just don't understand the benefits of it as it's happening? Because I'm at a little loss. You know, like everybody understood. Like you explained it. People downloaded the show. They heard everything you said. They did the, the screen time saver. They did the, the lights and stuff like that. And then it's almost like they can't believe the benefits that are coming from it because it's not just better sleep. It's health recovery. It's body repair. It's body reconstruction. All these things are coming from that. And so I I posted a picture showing the benefits of having that that better sleep because, you know, it it, it doesn't have to be uh, a a longer duration, I've noticed, at least for me. It was more to the point of – the better resting pattern, you know, I guess the REM happened a lot sooner. I, I'm not really sure because it's not like I've been having people watching me while I was sleeping. But I, when, sure. I was, when, when I have been down, I've been more rested, uh, much more recovered, and uh, it, it's just like a night and day, no, you know, no pun intended, kind of reaction to how different it has been. But these are the benefits that come from better better sleep, you know, the, the better health, the better uh, recovery. And it's just right. amazing that in that time when we had you on the show last, as compared to now, and then everybody's seeing everything that's, that's happened. And it's like they're not yes. still grasping that this can be you too because there's nothing special about what I'm doing other than listening to what you, all the information that you give, had given out. So how do we, right. how, okay, how do I help remind them that this is just one of the benefits? Because I, I think we're missing the fact that there's so much more when you have a better human health and human life. Absolutely. Well, remember what we talked about, and we talked about our circadian rhythm and day-night cycles in the day cycle, mm-hmm. the catabolic breaking down of resources to get you through your day and your nighttime cycle is your recovery of resources to get you through your next day and ready for your next day. And so Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a mat. So it's a matter of doing the right thing. So when you don't do the right thing, when blue light is, is gone, cortisol, remember we've talked about cortisol will stop you from getting into your sleep cycle properly, it will not allow you to fall asleep. It will not allow you to stay asleep. It will not allow you to release testosterone and growth hormone and melatonin the way it's intended. So we're just following the the, uh, instruction guide for human beings uh, to have a normal health. We've been accustomed to a world that has gone away from those sorts of things 
thinking that it's a good thing that we can stay up all night or, or see all night and think that that's not going to impact our health in some way. So just getting back to doing what our instruction manual in our, our, our brain is reading, if we follow that manual, we will be much healthier. And, you know, remember we talked about uh, in the past that the difference between food and light, food is only the fuel that you put in your engine and light is what programs your engine to be fine-tuned. And the better, the more tuned it is, the better it will perform, the more efficient it will be, and the healthier you will be. So it's, it's merely just trying to follow basic principles of our day-night cycle, which is our circadian rhythm. And the better we get a handle on that, better our energy levels will be during the day because mm-hmm. we will have recovered our resources the night before to get us through our day. And remember, I talked about the first four hours of daylight after sunrise were the most important because that's where you're filling your, fuel, your, your, your hormone tank, your, your, your fuel tank for the rest of your day, and you're repairing and recovering all of your equipment when you're sleeping at night. So the combination of repairing and recovering and having the resources the next day ready for you will maximize your, uh, your day as far as your, your energy and your performance. So, you know, it's very simple when, when you think of it in those simple terms. Yes. And uh, here, here's the thing, because, like, you, you touched on something, and, and Al really caught on to it, and he's really hammering me about this. Because he's actually right. Al, I'm, I'm going to let you know, for, for first off, you're, you're exactly right with what you're saying. Because as fitness people, I, I know several speak in this fashion, you know, Mr. No Sleep, uh, Mr. No Days Off, Mr. You know, whatever, Mr. or Miss, it doesn't matter. And sure. and we have pushed that in, in, a, in a way, and I'm it's it's not beneficial, I, I, but I, I, I've said this behind closed doors, but since you brought it up, we're going to have to bring it out for what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a great meme. It's a great saying, and it sounds really good, and it might motivate people to do more or do extra, but it's not healthy. And uh, if you're not getting that rest, if you're not getting that downtime, then you're not recovering. And so it, it, there's a lot that goes into it, but without proper sleep, we're really doing more harm than good. And I, you know, I was, I mean, I don't know if God just sets it up for me this way or, or if I'm just in the right place at the right time, or it's a combination of both, but it's a lady that I spoke to about four years ago because she Mm -hmm. never wanted to have that body fat. She just couldn't stand body fat. And I said, at at some point in time, there's going to be damage. There's going to be a lot of, of pain and suffering. And so now she was asking me just today, I'm not even kidding, just today about getting on the CBD oil because Mm -hmm. she had to have something to work with her arthritis because her joints have been so brutalized. And, you know, the doctor saw it and said she had the bones of an 80-year-old. And Mm -hmm. it hurts. You know, I I, I shed a couple of tears because regardless, you you don't say, you know, well, hey, you know, I told you so. That, that, That just doesn't benefit anyone. But it sure did hurt to have to hear this conversation when you saw it, you know, all these years ago where it could have been avoided. 
because she still looks super. I've, I've been trying to get her to compete for o- almost seven years now because she lo- sure. she's that lean. And she'll never step on stage because she feels like she would never have a chance. And I'm like, you would be the epitome of first place, especially since she's in her 60s. Sure, sure. Well, let me let me just tell you, I'm going to give you one word, and you can look it up, and I'll give you a great reference to it. It's called autophagy, all right? A-U-T-O-P-H-A-G-Y. Autophagy is when your body repairs itself to renew all of the cells that are getting worked and tired and need to be replaced for your body to be able to continue on down the road. And autophagy only happens when you're asleep. So you can't repair. It's general housekeeping. Your body has to recover new cells, new mitochondria, and that's called mitophagy, mitochondrial regeneration and repair. This all happens. This is why we sleep. So if we want to try to take no days off and not sleep much, then we don't go through autophagy and autophagy is vital for renewing our bodies so they can continue to work. When you don't go through autophagy, you are now working off of cells that have not been replaced or repaired properly. And so those are called senescent cells, which means they're kind of like a battlefield. They're just struggling to get through. And eventually, you, if you don't have enough autophagy in turnover, your body breaks down because that's what it needs to continue to renew. And as we get older, it's more important to go through this. And the fact that, you know, sleep is when this process takes place makes it vitally important to get there. So that's, there's a, there's a great book by a, a, a woman. Her name's Naomi Wattel. It's called Glow 15. If you just put GLOW15 in there, it's a book all about autophagy. She used to be the president. Uh, she's a real high-powered female executive. She used to be the, um, the, I guess, the CEO of Twin Labs, right? You heard of Twin Labs, supplement company? Yes. Well, mm-hmm. she's extremely bright. She's, she's, she's very bright, and she wrote this book, and it talks all about autophagy and gives you great examples and great um, – recommendations so but autophagy is what would be missing if you aren't getting quality sleep uh or enough of it Mm -hmm. well that's exactly what i'm missing (laughs) i'll tell you right now i tell you right now hey how are you i'm great thank you thank you welcome to the show good 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 hey thank you thank you i i uh i was coming from another appointment running a little bit late but i'm here now so I'm glad to have you. And, you know, before we move forward, so it sounded like you were kind of recapping where we were the last time we had you on the show was blue light, focusing, um, diving more into the sleep part of it. But we have a follow-up from that uh-huh. show that I want to make sure that we hit on the air because I don't think, even though you and I discussed it, I'm not sure that uh-huh. Kaylin and I discussed it. And even if we did, it's still relative. So we will uh, talk about it again. But it was about cataracts. And mm-hmm. if someone with cataract surgery um, that had inserted lenses into their eyes, would the sun's light still be able to be processed by the eye? And uh, two, for folks going through chemo, how important is getting natural light in the first four hours of waking? So it's kind of a 
two-part question there, but if we can touch on those real quickly before we move on to red light, I think that would be great. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's been a big challenge with cataracts. Uh, my, my best advice is if you've had, if you do have cataracts, um, you know, and you have had them removed and have had artificial lens placed over your eye, um, your iris, that, that really is like wearing permanent glasses. And we know that blue light does not penetrate fully through glass. You do get a percentage of blue light, both junk light, artificial, as well as natural, but you don't get quite the same exposure uh, and response. So, so it is a bit of a challenge. So for those that have already had cataract surgery, it is pretty darn important to get as much natural light as you can because it's, it's kind of like if you're African-American and you are trying to make vitamin D, it takes more yep. exposure to natural light to make vitamin D, right? So it's as opposed to somebody who's Irish, they don't need, they, they make much more vitamin D much quicker because melanin is protecting the skin. The darker your skin pigmentation is, you don't get quite as much of the ultraviolet B light to make vitamin D through it. And it's the same thing with cataracts and cataract surgery. Um, so, that you so you need to kind of overcompensate with natural light to get a better benefit. Now I will give you some really good information, and I've been doing this for a number of years now. There is um, there is a, some eye drops. Uh, they're they're carnosine based eye drops, and there was a big. You've probably heard of Dr. Pritikin, uh, the Pritikin principles, and. Uh, Dr. Pritikin wrote a book a few years ago, and there was a big study in Japan that uh, they were using these carnosine drops to help people um, with cataracts. And these carnosine drops actually diminished and, re- and reduced cataract formation in the eye. So if you don't have cataracts and you use these drops, which I've been using for a few years now, you can um, – avoid getting cataracts, and if you have cataracts, you can use these to minimize the cataracts so you don't have to go through this procedure until our country has a better solution where they have lenses. In Europe, in Germany, they do make some of these lenses, but in our country, they don't, that don't block the blue light. You want to block the blue light with blue light blockers because you're trying to block artificial light. But you don't want to wear blue light blockers outside because they will not allow your eye to see the true time that it really is to tell your biology what Mm -hmm. to do. So these carnosine drops are from a company. You can look them up. They're called CAN-C, C-A-N, and then the letter C, eye drops. I use them every night, and um, they work amazing. All the research is, is solid as to how they diminish and prevent cataract formation. So that's the cataract uh, condition or solution. Um, If you um, have cancer, you know, I've heard it said many times that the way to eradicate cancer from your body is, you know, traditionally in this country we cut, burn, and poison, okay? So if Mm -hmm. you are going Mm -hmm. through these protocols, um, it is vitally important that, 
you know, that is not going to take care of the problem in my mind. It is going to kill some healthy cells. It's, it's going to be a problem, okay? It's going to kill everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yep. So, you know, the, the saying is uh, more people die of the treatment than of the cancer, or they die before yeah. the, the, from, the, from the treatment before they die of the cancer, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's a, little, mm-hmm. it's a little brutal and harsh. But the way that we treat cancer is we use three things, and natural light is one of them. And the part of natural light that is ultra beneficial for cancer is the red portion of light, which we're ironically talking about today. So the red portion of light is vital for cancer, the infrared. Remember, the sun is infrared light. And the reason it's vitally important for cancer, I I won't go into this, but the reason it is vitally important is because, as you can imagine, cancer is like a weed growing out of control, right? Once it starts, Mm -hmm. it grows everywhere in your lawn. And this is what cancer does. When, when, When a cell becomes cancerous, it's been fertilized by what we've talked about in the past, this deuterium that gets in the wrong place. That was the water uh, podcast we did. So in order to stop that fertilization of this cancer from spreading, we need to slow that process down and we need to slow that cell's metabolism down because it's fertilized to go out of control. The way that we slow it down is one, one of three ways. One of those ways is red light, because what red light does is it allows the machinery to slow down to a normal pace, because literally what happens, so I'll talk about it in the terms of cancer. With cancer, you're trying to slow this down, and when you take doses of red light, either natural and as we'll find out today, with like blue light, we can never supplement natural blue light with artificial blue light because it's, it's, it's a lie to your body because it's not telling you the right time. Red light has nothing to do with time or your circadian rhythm. Red light is the, the fuel or the, let's say the tuner that tunes your mitochondria where the cancer is to make it run appropriately. So, what red light will do in a cancer state is it will slow everything down in the out-of-control cell so that the immune system can recognize this cell as an, uh, a, a sick cell and mm-hmm. it will be able to destroy it. When a cancer cell is running out of control, it's, 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 it's on overdrive. Our immune system doesn't recognize a cell on overdrive. It only recognizes a cell that's not functioning up to speed. And that's where, when I talked about earlier, autophagy, you know, tells the immune system, hey, that cell's not working good. Take it out because we need to replace it with a new one. So with cancer, you want that everywhere because you want those cells to be destroyed. If they're running really efficiently or in overdrive, the immune system is, it's going to be veiled to the immune system. It's not going to see it. And so that's where red light, of course, from the sun and natural light is vitally important. But in the cancer state, we're getting a little ahead here on what I was going to talk about, but red, supplemented red light from red light therapy, uh, uh, a, uh, 
uh, infrared sauna or any of these infrared supplemented light uh, remedies are perfect for slowing that mitochondria's efficiency from overdrive to normal drive and then slowed beyond that and then the cancer cell gets destroyed. So red light is vitally Natural light in general is vitally important for any cancer state. But I will tell you, when you have a cancer in a certain part of your body, you really need the red light on that part of your body no matter where it is. And then you can also supplement that, which we'll talk about indoors um, when the sun's not up. Okay. And again, at okay. night it's red light, so it's not going to affect you as far as keeping okay. you up All right. at night. Well, that makes sense. And I think that's very helpful. I'm going to slow us down a little bit because we have some questions we need to get to before we take the deep dive, deep dive into the red light. And I know we're going to run out of time just like we did on blue light, but love this <laughs> stuff. So, Question here from Bruce. He's like, interesting topic, guys. Where can I find this research? So I'm going to assume, not sure what you guys uh, were touching on before I jumped on the show, but I know the research you just mentioned was for the CAN-C eye drops and uh, how that can help with cataracts. So where can we find that study, or what do we Google in order to pull that up? Well, so – you can Google um, if you go on. Um, have you are you familiar with PubMed? P-U-B-M-E-D? No, yeah, I am not. Okay, okay. PubMed is all the medical peer-reviewed research on anything. So if you go on PubMed and you just put in the search box, benefits of blue light, benefits of red light, benefits of natural, you know, you can find any of this stuff. But I'll give you a really great resource for red light since we're going to be talking a lot about that today. There is a, um, the the technical term for red light exposure and treating and rehabbing injuries with red light is something called, and it's a long word, photo biomodulation. So photo, bio, photo, photonic energy, light energy, bio to your biology, modulating it to your, this therapy on your body. So photo, bio, modulation is a technical term when you use red light to treat anything. There is a company um, that makes these therapeutic red lights. It's probably one of the most popular companies. They're called Jews. And that's spelled J-O-O-V-V. And juve.com, if you go on their website, they have pulled off of PubMed dozens and dozens of research articles on their website where you can go on their website and just look under research and you will get all of this information um, as to all of the benefits of using red light specifically. So um, you can go to PubMed and look for anything uh, referring to uh, light, natural light, the harmful effects of artificial light. You can can find anything that's been medically peer-reviewed, researched, and studied. Okay. So those are the – those are some really great references. Okay. Well, thank you for that. So, Bruce, hopefully that was helpful. 
Carl is asking, so I'm supposed to trash my blue blockers and to keep the show moving along. Yes, Carl. Indoors, uh, blue blockers, great. <laughs> Outdoors, let the natural light in. Don't block the blue. Um, and uh, we would never need, we would never need we would never need blue blockers if we lived outside. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Let the blue in in the outdoors. Um, Bridget yeah. wants to know: Are there better cures for cancer than the textbook American standard of cures? Bridget, that's kind of a loaded question. Um, unfortunately, we're not going to have time to address all of that. But I know in talking with Dr. Peter, we could probably have a whole show on cancer by it, and that could be something that we can look forward to in the future. But um, as far as tonight, I'm going to give you my personal opinion, and it's that there, um, it, the answer is yes. Um, Dr. Right. Peter has let, already let... alluded to red light as a possibility, but. Um, that is a very big question, and we don't have a lot of time to answer, but Dr. Peter, go ahead and jump in. I, I was just going to refer to one, one source that you can go and check out, and then we can talk about it because I would love to do a cancer show. It would be um, Centers for Deuterium Depletion. Go on that website. There is a ton of education, and this is how – a lot of the rest of the world treats cancer, and there are lots of resources there. So that is a great uh, resource. And how are we spelling deuterium? Uh, D-E-U-T-E-R-I-U-M. Okay, deuterium. Gotcha. So hopefully you got that. So in the meantime, Bridget, go ahead, and anyone else who's interested, do check that out. I know that I'm interested. I have a two very close relatives that are battling two different kinds of cancer right now. So I find all things related uh, very interesting and we'll have to work on getting Dr. Peter scheduled up in the future for a cancer show. But with that being said, we're here to talk about red light tonight. So let's talk about it, but start us off at the beginning. <laughs> because I feel like We've kind of been all over the board and we kind of need to set yeah, the platform. For exactly. This. Yeah. We're, we're, we're halfway through. So, okay, so we, we spoke of blue light, and blue light was very important for your circadian biology and your circadian rhythm, and there's no substitute for natural blue light. We need it, and that's what runs our um, power plant, our, our instruction manual, and our machinery. Red light, on the other hand, red light, blue light works on our, 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 our timing of everything, to make sure everything happens accordingly to the, according to the instruction manual. Red light really works on our human power plant, our mitochondria. Remember, I refer to our mitochondria as our Ferrari engine. Without running on 12 cylinders, you're lacking power. And any fuel you put in your body in the form of food, you are wasting especially if it's good food, if your power plant isn't running on 12 cylinders. And red light is going to maximize the tuning of your power plant to run on those 12 cylinders. The way I like to put it is red light is the tuner to your engine, which allows the fuel, the food, to be burned more efficiently, and that leads to a positive impact on strength, muscle growth, and endurance. Okay, as well as optimal health, right. obviously, but, but we're talking about muscle. 
And we're talking about um, optimal health, but also being in the gym and being able to train and having the energy and availability of the power to get you through your workout and to maximize it. So that's really what red light does. It maximizes your mitochondrial efficiency. And we've spoken of mitochondria. Hopefully, if people have been following along, we know that that's what makes all of our energy for our body. And you're only going as far as the energy that power plant can make for you. And red light plays a vital role in that process, okay? So red light is in the sun. 42% of sunlight is red, and so it's free. And unlike blue light, well, I shouldn't say that. Like blue light, red light is available throughout the entire day from sunrise to sunset. As long as you can see the sun, you're getting red light into your body. The only difference is blue light, we talked about, changes the color temperature, so it tells the brain what to do at each specific time of the day. Red light stays static the entire time. And so red light is at a certain wavelength throughout the whole day. So for that reason, no matter what time of the day you go out and get red light, you're going to get an equal dose if it's at 8 in the morning or at 5 at night or noon. You're going to get other types of light in a higher dose or different dose, but red light is going to be the same. So you can go out early if it's going to be a warm day and get a good dose of red light, or you can go out later, and you'll get that benefit, okay? So I told you that photobiomodulation is the therapeutic use of red light. So we can get red light to maximize our Ferrari engine's performance and efficiency, and that is going to keep us healthy and vibrant much longer. But also because it's static in its wavelength, we can take red light indoors and use it therapeutically like this company I referred to called Juve, where if you have an injury or if you have some sort of an ailment, you can use red light to maximize the recovery of these ailments. And what red light does to your Yes, your knee. And you can, there's all kinds of, of uh, you can get a lot of this stuff on Amazon. It's not super pricey, um, but you'll probably pay from 50 to $100 for a decent red light therapeutic, uh, a therapeutic red light um, modality. And <clears throat> you can get uh, soft ones that will wrap around. And remember, red light comes in two varieties. Red light comes in visible red light, where you literally see the red light, okay? And it comes in infrared. Infrared means you can't see it, but it is still the red wavelength. Our eye, our human eye, can only see a certain spectrum of light. And I won't get technical, but that spectrum stops at about 700 nanometers of wavelength. So when red light goes beyond, and red light goes from about 660 to 860. So when you see red light, it's in the lower spectrum of 660 to 700. 
when you have infrared light, like you've seen infrared saunas, it's just a black panel, but it's emitting red light in an infrared form that is at a higher wavelength from 700 to 860. So they both do the same. And a lot of these therapeutic devices have a combination, like Juve offers a combination red light where half of it is visible red and half of it is infrared. So you're getting kind of the, the, the larger wavelength between 660 and 860 nanometers. The wider the spectrum, probably the better it is. So um, that's, the, that's the, the, the wavelength that red light is, and it's static, so you can use it therapeutically. You can get a soft wraparound if you want to treat your knee, and it's an infrared panel that goes around, and, and it's, it works great. I've had numerous patients have ultimate success with it. I actually am looking right as we speak. I have a full-spectrum infrared sauna in my office here um, at home <laughs> that I go in most nights, and you sit in it like you're sitting in a sauna, and it's Fearless. full infrared. And it's, it's got a pain program. It's got an anti-aging program. It's got a detoxification program. So red light penetrates your body 30 centimeters, which in American is 12 inches, okay? So when you're in the presence of red light, depending on the wavelength, it will penetrate up to 12 inches, which is straight through your entire body. So it will affect every single mitochondria in your body to power it properly. But also for injuries, the way red light also helps is it maximizes um, local circulation. It increases the nutrient and oxygen uh, absorption because it increases the circulation and dilates the blood vessels. Okay. I have a so call coming in. I'm going to end this. Oh. Are you ending the call or are you ending us? <laughs> Did we lose? Hello? Uh, hold on, let me check. We did lose him. Well, hopefully he's going to call back. <laughs> uh Barbara, we were just getting to the point where I thought that we could uh, we could ask your question, but it may have been an emergency, and he may have had to step away. So well, anyway, well, in that, the short – yeah, go well, ahead. Hold on, Des. Well, while we're doing that, um, I, I was – before you had a chance to get on there, I, I had posted a picture, and it was, um, you know, the current progress. But what I didn't put on there because, you know, we had so much going on this morning was that all of that progress has been since I did the adaptive lighting that uh, he had re- referred to with the blue light and the, the better resting and stuff like that. Here he is. And so I'm I, sorry. I, I'm interested to try this red lighting. <laughs> Because if I'm getting the progress like I did just off of, of light, I mean, you really think about that. That's basically a non-issue for a day is making sure you get better sleep just by changing your, your light pattern. And now with this red light, I'm, I'm very interested to see what's going to happen with everything else. Well, that will be yeah, exciting. I... And Dr. Peter, before we get too far down the road, I've got a question that I need to slide down. I need to slide in here before we carry on too much or we're going to totally lose yes. it. But this one is from Barbara, 
and she's asking, are multivitamins as essential as recommended or is red light better? So my, my philosophy is natural light is your best multivitamin and your best vaccine against anything, okay, because our body runs on those things. When you're taking a multivitamin, you're really only putting nutrients in your gas tank right? But you're not getting all the other benefits that we've been talking about that natural light gives you as far as programming your equipment and everything else. So you can take a natural vitamin. The way I like to look at natural vitamins or uh, multivitamins is an insurance policy. Just to ensure that you're getting all of the things you need from your food once your equipment is fine-tuned and running on all 12 cylinders. But it's the light that is going to run everything on all 12 cylinders and your food is going to be your fuel, and the multivitamin is just a little fuel additive to make sure that you're getting all of the nutrients your body might be uh, needing. All right, awesome. I like the way that you phrased that. And I would add then, based on what I'm hearing, that it doesn't hurt um, to continue with a multivitamin. And, in fact, if I can throw my two cents in, I would say be sure to continue with it, especially if your diet is probably not the best. You're making choices that include a lot of processed food, foods that are not nutrient dense. Even if you're getting adequate red light or you're going to start getting adequate red light, you know, do continue to properly feed that flora and fauna that you've got going on in that gut and, um, you know, make sure you get those essentials. And that's all I have to say about that. And I agree. I, 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 I agree that you should be getting – it's an insurance policy that you're getting those things, right? So, mm-hmm. But if you're getting everything that naturally you're supposed to be getting – you need uh, less coverage on your insurance policy. Yes. That's a big if. <laughs> Just because of the way culture <laughs> is today. And if I you're not, you. you know, if you're not at a farmer's market or something like that, and I'm not going to derail us because I think this is a conversation for a whole nother show again, but odds sure. are we as Americans are not eating as nutrient dense food as we used to could. So, um, Food for thought there. Quick comment from Jacob says, sounds like we as a nation are very misinformed as to the true way to good health. Um, That's an understatement. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've been misinformed over the years, and we could have a whole two-hour show on that. And I I could give you so many – I could go all the way back to the 1800s and and, – tell you how we were misinformed and money has been the emphasis and that drives this, you know, with all of these different um, industries. So, yeah, we've, there's been a lot of battles over the years and, you know, is that good? Is that bad? Is it, we could have a two hour show on that. We probably sure. could without a doubt, without a <laughs> doubt. So, all right. Okay. All right, Dale, let's do this. Elephant in the room have to ask, how would this improved lighting um, help our defenses against coronavirus? Um, massively, because it's a fact. As a matter of fact, I just heard that if you use um, <clears throat> high-dose vitamin D, but it's a dose larger than you would want to take by mouth, that it will 
I don't know if anybody knows what the coronavirus is. It's a retro. It's a. It, it's a. It's a retrovirus. I won't explain it, but it it goes. It, the only way to get rid of it is is to to do. It, it's hard to get rid of for one thing, but what the research shows is that higher doses of vitamin D will stop the coronavirus. And where do you get vitamin D naturally? You make it in your skin from ultraviolet B light. So the more natural light you can get, the more vitamin D you can make, the more protection you will have, not only against coronavirus, but against um, all uh, viruses and bacterial issues. No doubt. No doubt. Get outside, guys. The temperature's changing. Get out there. Open your eyeballs. Let the blue light in. Let your skin get a little. But, you know, the other thing, the other question people are going to ask then, well, what about skin cancer? We're saying get out in the light and be there. And I know that it has to be an extreme amount, and some people are are more disposed or predisposed to that kind of cancer than others. But, you know, we're saying get out in the natural light, and, you know, the sun can help fight cancer, but yet it's also been linked to or supposedly linked to the cause of skin cancer. Yeah. And that's another show we could have. And um, believe it or not, <laughs> okay. um, blue, believe it or not, artificial blue light destroys photoreceptors in the cell that cause skin cancer. So we yes. know this for a fact. And, but um, here's what you, the answer to your question is how, much of a dose do we want to get of natural light when the ultraviolet light is out? Because it's not out all the time when the sun's out. It has to be, the sun has to be high enough in the sky. So there is a, okay. I might have already talked about this, there is a, an app, D, like vitamin D, D Minder, M-I-N-D-E-R. It was developed by a Harvard Medical School professor. I have it on my phone. It gives you, you plug in all of your skin type, you plug in how much you're wearing at the time when you activate it, and when you're outdoors, I do this every day when I work out outdoors, I set it up, and it tells you exactly how much vitamin D you are making every minute of the day that you're out there. And it tells you also when to turn over if you're laying out or when to stop because you may be getting too much of a dose. And so... It's the D-Minder Pro. I think it's $2.99 that um, I fully recommend. Not only will it tell you how much vitamin D you're making, but it will tell you exactly when vitamin D is available. So, for instance, today, um, vitamin D, uh, I'm just opening my D-Minder right now. It says vitamin D was available from 942 to 416 today where I live in California. And it's going to be different for everybody. And so what I would recommend that you guys do is download this app. And here in Southern California, we never go through a vitamin D winter because we have a band of vitamin D every day, uh, a a Mm -hmm. time frame. Because in order to make vitamin D, the sun has to be 30 degrees above the horizon. And if it never gets there, vitamin D never hits the earth or ultraviolet B never hits the earth. So you can look on your app to find out if you are still in vitamin D winter or if vitamin D is available. And I would take advantage of that time period to make vitamin D as much as you can. And it will also, it has a alarm on it to alert you to 
okay, you've gotten enough for today, time to leave. It tells you how much you've accumulated, and you can keep track of your vitamin D um, with it. It uh, accumulates, you know, on your app. So it's a great app for vitamin D. I highly recommend it. All right, awesome. Another great resource from um, Dr. Peter. So we've got all of about 10 minutes left, and I'm not even sure where we go from. Where where we going okay. here? What can we cover efficiently on red light in ten minutes that we haven't covered so far? Well, you know, like we said, red red. There's different spectrum of light. With there's blue, there's red, there's purple. Purple is ultraviolet. That makes vitamin D. Red light is, and we've we've actually covered some of you know a pretty good uh, uh, dose of it with. Um, you know, I'll give you a couple of things that reasons to be absorbing and using red light. Number one, obviously, is like I said, it allows our mitochondria to function on all twelve cylinders. So our food, our fuel that we put in our uh, our, our machinery that our gets into our engine, our mitochondria will process that a hundred percent efficiently. If you can exercise outdoors exercise outdoors or get outdoors because when you exercise outdoors, whenever you're exercising, what are you using? You're using energy from your body to exercise. When you're receiving red light, what are you doing? You're making maximally efficient energy. So you get way more miles out of what you're doing. So for me personally, I exercise, I work out outdoors only, except today it was raining. I had to go indoors a little bit. But you allow your body to burn fuel most efficiently while your gas pedal is floored during your workout, right? You're Mm -hmm. using fuel efficiently while it's floored. So you get more fuel, you get more bang for your buck when you're training. And so that's a great way to recover much quicker and you don't tear your body down energetically to the point where you can't finish your workout effectively. So from a workout standpoint, it's massively important for me. And, you know, so that's the, the, the benefit of red light from a health standpoint, an exercise standpoint, and then a therapeutic standpoint. Again, you want to maximally use it to repair your body because it maximally allows you to absorb oxygen. Red light does something, it increases nitric oxide it allows your blood vessels to dilate to dilate so that it allows more blood when you get more blood to an injured area what happens you get more nutrients for repair you get more oxygen for the mitochondria you increase that circulation so you get a lot more nutrients in waste products out Um, so from a therapeutic standpoint red light is vitally important as well you know, those are the, the highlights. As a matter of fact, do you know who Charles Poliquin was? Anybody? <clears throat> okay, so Charles Poliquin, he was, he, he's, he's pretty well known. He unfortunately passed away recently, but one of, he was one of the master strength coaches uh, from Canada um, in the world. He wrote a, a book called The Poliquin Principles. I mean, the guy is just a, was just a genius. And, um, you know, he, he once said, um, you know, and I, I actually had the opportunity to personally work with him back about, oh, probably about 15 years ago. And um, 
he once commented that, you know, people in the, that are training in sports, you know, now have a new dilemma. Red light therapy, he says, seems to give athletes an unfair competitive advantage, almost like a performance-enhancing drug, even though red light is completely natural. Is that really an advantage? Yeah, it is. Absolutely, he says. Unfair or unnatural? No, absolutely not. You know, so he said that's just food for thought. If you want to maximize your health, your performance, your energy recovery, um, your, your repair from injury, then you use this as if it is, it's almost like a performance enhancer because we know so, we, we live in a society that we don't pay attention to any of this stuff, void of having these things that are natural and free, yet we don't take advantage of them. So this is the information that you need so that you can be um, the best version of yourself over a long period and increase your health span dramatically. Well, amen to that. And you heard it on P4P Real Talk with Desiree and Kalen. Yeah. Who knew? I mean, really, who knew? That's eye-opening stuff. Yeah, well, let me, let me give you a couple of uh, – in the article I wrote, The Light Diet, you know, I kind of I, I gave some recommendations with red light. You know, I said power up with red. You know, we talked about blue. You want to rise with the sun and step outside, right? Because while you're resetting your master clock with natural blue, it's the perfect opportunity, uh, opportunity to absorb red light to power you up for the day as well. The more skin you expose to red light, the more power you create. So that's my number one recommendation. You want to be outdoors. You want to get, the, you want to get your engine turned on with the blue, and you want to accumulate red. Number two, you can use red or infrared light therapy to enhance the power and speed of your body's ability to heal from sports injuries of all types. And we talked about that. We already recommended that. Um, mm-hmm. Number three, uh, another way to do that is um, that's, that's a supplement because I look at red light, like we talked about multivitamin supplement as an insurance policy. We can supplement red light like we do multivitamins to ensure that we're powering our mitochondria. Can't do that with blue because the blue is artificial, and we, call, we, we already talked about that. But red you can use because it's static like in the sun. So, you know, I, I said feel the heat. You know, hit the sauna. Use an infrared, dry, steam sauna. That all delivers red light into your body. And so that's one way. And then, you know, those of you that get massage, right, everybody – if you've gotten massage, I don't know if you've heard of hot rocks, you know, where they take these mm-hmm. heated rocks and they, you yes. know, yep. hot rocks, you, you know what that is? That's infrared light therapy. Those hot, that heat coming from those rocks, those rocks have been heated. That's infrared light coming out of those rocks into your body. So there's a reason they use hot rocks therapeutically because it sends infrared light into your body, which increases local circulation. You notice in the summer, when, when you go out at night after sunset, the asphalt is still warm, right? Mm-hmm. The road yep. is warm if you're barefoot. That's infrared light coming back out of what, what absorbed it from the sun during the day. So all wow. of that heat from the sun gets absorbed into solid objects. The darker the object, the more it absorbs. That's why asphalt is hotter. But at night, when you're when you're out barefoot on that, those surfaces, you're absorbing red light just as if the sun's shining it on you. Okay. 
So hot rocks from a massage. And here's, here's a rule of thumb, though. You don't want to be doing red light therapeutically too late at night because remember what it does. It absorbs and, re- and creates more energy for your mitochondria to do more work. So it can kind of keep you, you know, energetic. It's okay. You want to have red lights on at night to cancel out the blue, but you don't want to um, all the time therapeutically use red light late at night. So maybe two, up to two to three hours after sunset, red light therapy is good, but red lights on, of course, two to three hours after sunset, we should be getting ready to go to bed and start our anabolic cycle, our recovery cycle anyways. So that, those are the, you know, my recommendations on red light and how to um, most uh, therapeutically and use it for, for optimization of, of health. Well, thank you. That is, I mean, that's awesome. You gave us great information and then ways to go ahead and implement it and make it actionable. And that is a great, uh, a great combination um, right there because it doesn't do us any good to learn something if we're not sure how to, um, how to use it in our everyday life. Last question here. Larry wants to know, um, what do you recommend for red light wraps? Um, there's a whole number of them out there. Um, I don't have one specific one that I would recommend. Um, so you kind of get what you pay for. And so if you're going to get something, uh, it's going to cost you like I said, 50 to $100. Red light is red light. And um, it just depends on the quality of the materials that it's made with, so the durability of that product. So anything that is red light is going to give you that uh, benefit. So um, I don't have one specific one that I would recommend, however. There's a number of them out there. All right. Well, check them out, Larry. Um, uh, And if you find some that you like better than others, let us know. We're happy to share with the rest of listener land. And with that being said, we're kind of at the – end of our rope here folks so i i kaylin i guess snickerdoodle shout out yeah a red light works good with uh cinnamon in the snickerdoodle <laughs> oh cinnamon's great <laughs> dr peter last thought on tonight um get natural light check your get get your d minder app on get some vitamin d get natural light and uh it's your best vitamin and it's your best vaccine all right. Well, Especially thank you so much, Dr. Peter. <laughs> it protects against coronavirus, so that's also relevant. So special thanks to uh, Dr. Peter. So on behalf of Dr. Peter, red lighters and blue lighters everywhere, cinnamon and snickerdoodle, uh, the boys from P4P Muscle, Kaylin and myself, your body is a temple, so let's build it. Thank you.